on listening to Hero Distortion. Oh, it's been it's been a week. It's actually been a week, and I'm here. Um, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Zero Distortion. We're we're here to have fun. Um, what's not fun is uh, some guy on the Slipknot subreddit. He actually said, like, oh yeah, my buddy, he just worked on a music video with them and was, uh, and said, and they're gonna drop it on Saturday. And the whole time I'm kind of like, mmm, hmm, indeed. Okay. I was skeptical because it's like, it's just two out of the blue. It's just some random ass guy on Reddit that says, yeah, my buddy worked on the music video, I'm like, okay, sure, whatever, maybe it's true, but I'm going to err on the side of probably not, probably not, and here we are, it's Saturday, it's Saturday, it seems like it's not true, um, so, (laughs) that's fun, um, yeah, I think, uh, what's his name, Faf, uh, Tortilla Man, I think he posted something, just to say kind of like, hey guys, sorry, um, (laughs) just hang in there, um, but, yeah, of course it was still cryptic, anyways, so it seems like no new Slipknot, it it seemed like it was gonna be a music video, so of course, I, last night, was thinking, hmm, it's fair, it's fair assessment, if the music video is gonna drop tomorrow, the single might drop today, Friday, because that's when singles drop. Cool. That didn't happen. Usually that would happen like 11 o'clock on Thursday. Um, uh, Yeah, I think I heard, I think I first heard that on Thursday. So 11 o'clock, I was like, "Mm -hmm," just looking and nothing happened. It's, it's fine. It, could be worse. There's so many things, uh, so many worse things that could happen. Uh, so, um, I don't know. Once I work through this, like, it's pro- it's really not expanding at this point. At this point, I've got like maybe three or four more albums that I wanted to get through and talk about uh, that, um, that I really that I really wanted to talk about, or at least had an interest enough in to listen to multiple times, and you know, want to elaborate on it and talk about it on the show. Um, I really think I might need to get into this like classics corner idea, and yeah, I just came up with that earlier um, today as a name for it. But obviously, you know. I could totally hop on the bandwagon and be like, I'm going to do Classics Corner and episode one is Master of Puppets. And, you know, it, I mean, sure, it would probably get listeners. Um, and that might even be that might even be it. That might be what happens. I don't know. I don't even know when I would do it first. Um, it's just an idea because here lately I've been getting into... Uh, I've been growing my appreciation for not just old school death metal, like the style, but, um, and yes, that is a style. OSDM is just like, you know, DSBM, 
that's it's de- depressive suicidal black metal is a style of black metal just like um old school death metal is a style of death metal it's where these bands are they're producing their music and they're playing it as though it's 1993 like it sounds like their music sounds like death like uh what is the band gruesome old uh, yeah gruesome's kind of old school death metal and you, some of these bands are just like very traditional death metal sounding bands um not the style i'm talking about actually like the godfathers of death metal the the reason why the genre exists the reasons like really at this point it's growing in appreciation for four bands um Two that I've always, two that I've always really enjoyed, but never really jumped into their discographies. One that I completely ignored until recently, and one that I have always had a high level of reverence for, but I, outside of a few songs, I've never really listened to them. So first off, would be Cannibal Corpse because Cannibal Corpse—they're the gore, they're the gore guys, they're the the blood and guts guys, they're the nasty album cover guys i mean i i've loved all that stuff and i i like their music kind of in a passing way but i'm growing more of an appreciation after listening to listening to a little bit more cannibal corpse i think is not totally my thing um it's just like um the band that i said i ignored is suffocation um i never really listened to suffocation except for one song surgery of impalement um so suffocation is known for quite a few things they're known for creating like kind of they're like the godfathers of slam when you go and listen to the very first track on their very first full-length album uh i can't remember what it's called i've got youtube music queued up i just don't have it um but it'll take a quick, let's see, Effigy of the Forgotten, Liege of Inveracity. Like, you get halfway through that song, it's like a straight-up slamming breakdown. In 1991. Like, these are the guys who wrote the, they wrote the book on this stuff. Um, and it's interesting to listen to, because they, they, I thought they just made, like, this brutal kind of death metal, forgetting how Surgery of Impalement even sounded, but listening to a few songs off of Effigy for the for Forgotten, um, uh, Pierced from Within, these guys are playing, like, some crazy, technical, like, really interesting stuff in the mid, early to mid-90s, and then they broke up, and then they came back with Souls, uh, Souls to Deny, in 2004 which is when surgery of impalement popped up and they've been going ever since really um so yeah you've got them to thank for like these chunky breakdowns that you got for a while and now we've gotten to the point where the breakdown is like the big meme moment of the song where will ramos does his uh his pig his uh, pig squeal it's not even pig squeals his goblin goblin mating calls and shit and um you know alex terrible sounds like the damn russian devil i mean that that's what it's become and i wouldn't say it's all because of suffocation but suffocation has a huge role to play in that becoming a thing 
um, in our current time. Um, so Cannibal Corpse was one that's always kind of been on my radar. I've just never really like super dug in. Nile is another one. Nile is super technical. Um, it's a band I like to say that Gen Z would probably try to cancel because it is formed and fronted by a white man from North Carolina or South Carolina. Now I can't remember. Um, who basically, I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures of him wearing an Ankh necklace, which that would be a no-no. They'd be like, no, you can't do that. That's not your culture. But also this man is like, a he has studied his his entire adult life on Egyptian mythology and lore and all, just all of it. And he is just, just fascinated and enthralled and in, in, engrossed in it. And it shows in the music because it's literally all about Egyptian stuff. And it's, it's crazy music. It's crazy. I just listened to Annihilation of the Wicked the first time the other day only other album of theirs I've listened to all the way through is In Their Darkened Shrines. And both of them are ki absolutely killer records. Um, uh, and Ithophallic? Yeah, Ithophallic as well. I've listened to. I mean, Ithophallic is fantastic as well. It's all great. Like, all their stuff is solid. And, I mean, all their stuff is, like, above par. It's not like par or subpar it is a well above par it is all very 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 good very solid work um and then the other band that i have always held in high regard and had a huge level of reverence for because i love death metal and they're a huge pillar in death metal is death themselves um yes i know i'm stupid for not listening to human until literally today mm, not today the other day friday friday at work was the very first time i ever listened to the album human like what have i been doing i love progressive death metal so much and i've heard some stuff from like spiritual healing and leprosy where it's like it's death metal. It's it's de it's like almost that proto death metal where it's thrash metal, but it's got it's got that more sinister kind of death metal edge to it. And then on top of that, you've got those vocals where it's not just like yelling. It's it's actual screaming, but it's not it's not to the point of growling yet. It's death has those like high high screams. I think possessed did too or does. And then, like, a few years later, you get your, like, deicide, cannibal corpse, obituary, and they all start to develop the death growl. Especially cannibal corpse with Chris Barnes. Chris Barnes is an animal. He is a strange animal, but he is he is an animal. We can't deny this. Um, but no, I listened to Human, and I was like, this is, like, this is one of the first, like, real forays into this. This is one of the first times someone thought, let's take it to a different place. Not to the next level, but let's take it somewhere different. Cynic did the same thing two years later with um, with Focus. And Focus is, Focus is a fantastic album as well. Um, and apparently 1991, which is when Human was released, 
is a monumental time. It is a monumental year in death metal. Because in that year alone, you had uh, Human by Death came out. Uh, Pestilence released an album. Effigy of the Forgotten by uh, Suffocation came out. All of that, all of this, like, progressive-leaning death metal or technical death metal in the sense of um, Suffocation, where, like, like I've said, I consider progressive death metal to be different from technical death metal. Progressive death metal would be like death, pushing the boundaries of what their music is sounding like and what it can be, whereas technical death metal is pushing the limits of what you can do with your music, like what you can produce with the music, um, as far as like what you can do with your instruments, rather. I don't know if I articulated that well, but the, to me, there is there is a very solid line between the two, and I'm tired of pretending there's not. <sighs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm growing a huge taste for old school death metal. Um, I'm kind of thinking I need to do I need to do like an old look at like maybe symbolic. Human, I I listen to Symbolic and The Sound of Perseverance today. Those are, it's it's incredible stuff. Um, I'm gonna say it right now. Fuck cancer, because I mean it took Chuck Schuldiner away from us. It took it's taken so many people away from us. I mean not just musicians we love, but people that are close to us, and it sucks. And I I wish that I wish we could cure it. That's all I'm gonna say. I wish we could cure it. Um. But yeah, at some point I'd like to look at, you know, I don't know, old heavy like old classic metal albums. Look at some Iron Maiden cuz I've never listened to Iron Maiden outside of like I don't know. Um Hallowed Be Thy Name, Run to the Hills, um Number of the Beast, um The Trooper, like that's it. That's it. Like four or five songs I know from Iron Maiden. That's it. Um, like, I, I want to do something like that to take myself out of my comfort zone, because I have a pretty specific, I have some pretty good zones of comfort where I, where I can sit down and I can listen to this, these bands and I can kind of get in a good groove and I enjoy it, but it's good to be outside of your element. Iron Maiden is very much so outside of my realm. Metallica is very much so inside of it. Death is very much inside of it. And then you get and then like some of these other bands I mentioned like Suffocation is maybe not totally my thing. I do enjoy it. And it's like Nile, it's like I got to be in the mood for Nile. And even when I'm in the mood, it's kind of like it's not totally my thing, but you know, I I want to take some time at some point to look at these classics. Um and speaking of death metal, um, today we've got some death metal. Um, we've got some dissonant death metal. Um, that's not a genre. I don't consider that to be a genre. It's just a style of playing it. I think I said old school death metal is a style. Yeah, old school death metal is a style. I wouldn't consider it a genre like 
death and roll or something. That's like a micro genre or something. I don't know. It's all stupid. Um, I would consider dissonant death metal to be just a style of playing your death metal where um, there are numerous different bands that do dissonant death metal prominently. And they do it in different ways. Like the, the masters of the of the scene, if you will, the diss of death scene. Yes, some people say that. Um, the masters of the dissonant death metal scene. Uh, basically, I guess I would say three bands right now. There's probably more, but I just... I'm going to go off the bands that I know. Uh, number one is Goreguts. They've been around forever, and it's like... It's, it's so weird. It's one of those things, like, I always say I wish I could have... If I had a time machine, the one thing I would do is go back to 1977, go sit in a theater, and I would watch the premiere of Star Wars with people that had never seen special effects like that. And just, I would just want to soak it up and just, I could feed off of their excitement. I can feed off of people experiencing something for the first time. If I'm listening to a record with somebody and they, like... Say I know somebody who's like, I want really theatrical deathcore that's also very progressive and, and just interesting, different. I don't want the contortionist. I don't the contortionist clones. I don't want stuff like that. I want something different. And imagine if I imagine my just giddiness, my glee when I tell them, you're going to shit your pants when you hear Slice the Cake. And I sit them down and listen to Odyssey of the West and we can just nerd out over how good it is. And that's kind of how I feel about Star Wars. That's what I would do because just a whole theater of people that are just constantly going <gasps> and just gasping at what they're seeing because they can't believe their eyes because no one's ever done this on the screen before. Now, um, some of the sounds I hear in metal from the 90s, are, are, they make me feel similarly. For one, um, if you go and you pull up uh, Gorgut's 1998 album Obscura, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure the band Obscura is named after, um, and just hit play. And just... 10 seconds in, you get this just ridiculous sounding riff. Like, what is this? Just imagine it being 1998 and most death metal bands not sound the same, but you know what you're going to get. And then all of a sudden you pick up Obscura and it's like, oh, what is this? And you're just like, what the hell is happening here? It's it's it just sounds off it sounds very odd it is it is a strange foreign sound to the ears um but gorgut's brand of dissonance all i feel like all dissonance in metal is meant to make you feel kind of uneasy uncomfortable um and i think gorgut's was really setting out to do that in particular is to make it sound Make it sound different and to make you feel off when listening. And um, thumbs up, guys. You did it. And they've evolved that over time into just this in this intricate kind of strange sound that they have solidified over the past, like, I don't know, 30 years or so. 
because they've been going since the early 90s. Most of these death metal bands started in like the late 80s, early 90s, and they started off as typical death metal until they they looked around and they said, we have to be different. And Gorguts got dissonant. Um, Death decided to get more technical, more progressive, more intricate with their with with the way they play and play in a different way um like lots of these bands do that um and it's not even like a turning point it's it's like the beginning of death metal uh it's not like in new metal where you got to a certain point where all the bands it was kind of like shit or get off the pot and you know corn got like maybe a little bit more alternative slipknot got a little bit more alternative and like Lincoln Park was already super alternative, and it seemed like the bands either got more radio-friendly and more closer to being on the radio, or they got just way out there. I mean, like, Limp Bizkit got kind of out there for a minute. They they made that, like, like they were almost trying to be Rage Against the Machine or something, which was weird, but also it was, I was like, I'm here for it, because it's something different. It's cool. It's it's a cool take. Um, It didn't take, but anyways... um. So another dissonant death metal death metal band that I would mention is uh, of course uh New Zealand's Mighty Ulcerate. Um if you ever wondered what the literal fucking apocalypse sounded like personified by heavy metal music listen to Ulcerate, especially their most recent album. It it, it sounds like the end of the world. It is Especially the immediate first riff on the opening track, it's you kind of get an idea for their for you get like an intro to their level of dissonance, and it's like okay, cool. But as soon as the song kicks into gear, it's like all the air just comes out of your lungs. It's cacophonous. It's 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 suffocating. That's the word I can use to. They should have been called suffocation, because oh, I like ulcerate. The first time I really listened to them was when I listened to that album, and I remember just looking at my radio and just listening to all the sounds, because there's blast beats going on and there's tremolo picking, and it's like at the same time nobody seems to be synced up or trying to keep up with each other, but they. Are. It's like they're doing different stuff, but somehow they are synchronized one-to-one. It's it's amazing. It's terrifying. I also got to be in the mood for this kind of stuff because it's it really is suffocating. Um, But it is, it is an incredible record, incredible band. Um, perfect timing for them to put that record out. I think it was 2019, like right before the pandemic hit or right as the pandemic was swinging in um and then the third band i would mention is one that they've gotten a lot it feels like they've gotten a lot more attention here in recent years and uh, i wouldn't i don't know if i'd say they've risen to prominence but i've definitely heard their name pop up a whole bunch more and it really pricked my ears up when i i just searched them out of the blue and was like what are they doing and i was like wait they got new singles 
They have an album coming. They have an album coming Friday. And it's Thursday. Oh my god. I was so happy. And it's... I can't say that this band is really my thing. I do dig them and they are good. It's just... Like I said, some of these some of these genres, some of these subgenres, I gotta be in the mood for, and sometimes I'm just not. And, but um, just objectively speaking, the, the the album we're here to talk about today is really really good. Um, we're here to talk about Artificial Brains, self-titled album, Artificial Brain. Um. I think I first discovered these guys a, f- a few years ago. Um, I was probably listening to some mixed pl- playlist or something that fed me. I think it was Synthesized Instinct. And I just remember hearing hearing the opening and being like, no, 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 y'all didn't mean to play that. This is like a mess up live or this is a studio version. What is this? It is... It is... I almost said off-putting. It is very strange to hear the sounds that come off their instruments on some of their music. It is... Their dissonant is just mind-boggling. It's otherworldly. They are another cosmic death metal band. <laughs> I love cosmic death metal. It, again, that is that is a style of playing, not a genre. Like... Like, it is a, it is a style. As opposed to it being an actual subgenre, like I would consider Gent to be a style of playing, not a genre. It is a style of like progressive metal, metalcore, um, where um, cosmic death metal. Cosmic death metal is just it's just these nerdy guys. Like um, I love I love all of them. I love it, but you know. We're all nerds here. I mean, Will's Dissolve, I talked about them on the show, Blood Incantation, talked about them as well. I mean, there's so many of these bands out there that want to make death metal, but they want to not just make it about um, gore. And then there's bands that make it about both. I mean, I would... I don't know. This band, they kind of bring some of that gory imagery through song titles. I don't know about lyrics. Um, Rings of Saturn, I think Rings of Saturn kind of does that as well. Although I know Rings of Saturn and Divisive, Rings of Saturn, Bad, uh, what's his name, Lucas Mann, Bad, I I know. Um, uh, We're probably going to talk about that new album as uh, as well at some point. Interesting listen is all I'm going to say. I forgot about it until now. Um, yeah. So, back to Artificial Brain. As I said, from Long Island, New York, formed in 2011. They're kind of a cosmic, dissonant death metal band. Like, death metal is the genre. Death metal is the genre. Um, technical death metal, really, if you want to get into it. I wouldn't really say progressive. Um, your technical death metal is going to be like Artificial Brain, Nile, Ulcerate would go in there too, but progressive death metal is going to be like your Opeth, um, Later Death, and stuff like that. Um, there's, there's a line. I've explained it before. Um, 
so we got um I could have sworn this guy's name was Will Smith, but apparently Samuel Smith, bass and vocals, 2011 to present. Um, They've got a list of bands he's been in, uh, or is in, um, Aviturn, Aviturn, A-E-V-I-T-E-R-N-E, Gath Smith. Smain? I'm going to say that the most American way absolutely possible because I don't know what any of these accents mean. I can't tell if that's like the curved U or if it's like the little V with the point. And even if I could tell which one it is, I don't know what the hell those mean. I don't know. Anyways, Luminous Vault and Fawn Limbs. I feel like Fawn Limbs I've heard of. Anyways. Then we've got uh, Keith Abrami on drums and vocals, 2011 to present. Uh, also from Shredded, formerly of Merker, Meyerker, uh, and Pyron. I'm, I'm familiar with Pyron. They are a very, very weird, like, weird enough for me to call them instead of, like, progressive. I'd call them definitely, like, experimental or avant-garde avant-garde means like you are arty and weird and i don't get you and experimental just means you like to do some weird stuff but avant-garde is like super weird stuff um we've got john lacastro on guitars 2011 to present uh x gray skies fallen and pyrexia i'm familiar with pyrexia i've heard of them at least um let's see who else uh dan Gar dan gargulo i think he was one of the features on the the one voice the warforged album from 2019 i think he was one of the features let's see formerly of cyanide breed revocation and abbott live interesting revocation is another really good like technical death metal band i remember the first time i heard their song deathless i was like it's really good but then i heard like some of the stuff from the outer ones their last album and it was like what the hell happened to them between those albums because they have completely changed they are nuts like and, and that was just from one song it was just it's just my expectations and then you've got Oleg Zalman. That doesn't sound like a New Yorker. Um, could be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like a Swede. Um, formerly of Severed Savior and Haginti. Haginti? Oh my god, I can't do it. Anyways, um, we're gonna we're gonna dive into this one. I, I spent enough time babbling on thirty minutes about stuff, so this episode is uh, well padded and it's gonna be nice and thick. It's gonna be nice and uh, nice and actually kind of longer this time. A decent sized episode. So uh, let's 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 not uh, waste any more time. We'll get into the song by song. Um, uh, my first impressions is, I mean, I I really like, I really like the album. It's kind of, it's kind of one of those albums that's a little front-loaded. 
the, the songs in the latter half are more so growers, some of them, to where, you know, after a few listens, I'm like, yeah, 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 this is this is great. Whereas the first, like, three or four, the first three songs, is like, bam, 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 one after another. They're just, they're awesome songs. Um, and over time, obviously, as I just told you, some of them are growers. I've, I've grown to appreciate this album more. But again, I don't think I don't think this is really my thing on a long-term level. I just can't super get into it into it. But I'm going to tell you this album is great. So, I I've been excited about this ever since I finished the notes or ever since I started writing them. Uh up first is Artificial Brain by Artificial Brain from artificial brain i i love self-titled songs on self-titled albums i feel like every time you do that it's hearkening back to um black sabbath on black sabbath by black sabbath did iron maiden do that too because i know they had their own like self-titled album uh machine head never did it um opeth never did it um Iron Maiden. I'm Wikipediaing album. I feel like they did. I feel like back in the day that was more of a thing that you actually did. Let's see, Remember Tomorrow, Running Free, Prowler. Not in that order. This is not the order. Phantom of the Opera. I'm just dumb, and I'm just like reading them off. Side two, Transylvania. By the way, did you know there's a Transylvania in Louisiana? When we were headed back from Mississippi a few weeks ago, um, I dr- uh, Google rerouted me and said, hey, I got a better route. It took the same amount of time, but what it did it was instead of taking us up back into Arkansas the way that we came in, instead it took us on a detour like west into Louisiana, and then straight north into Arkansas. And eventually we just came and converged back onto the path. But we passed through Transylvania, Louisiana, which is... This is neat. It's fun. Yep, look at that. The the final track on Iron Maiden, the album by Iron Maiden, is Iron Maiden. 1980. I was nine years away from being conceived. April 1980. Uh, so I guess I was probably nine months back. I feel like I had to be a New Year's baby because I was born in September. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you do the math, man. And I can't remember whether I was, I think pretty much every baby is a little early or a little late. Babies don't come on time. I just don't believe it. I mean, Grant, okay, that's not fair. My second kid came on time. My third kid, she stayed in there. She was supposed to come 39 weeks. 40 weeks, she's still in there. 41 weeks, they're like, yeah, let's get the baby out. Let's do this. <sighs> Lazy bastard ingrate. Anyways, Artificial Brain, the song by Artificial Brain. Um, 
it's incredibly dissonant and kind of cacophonous. You're immediately introduced to the kind of sound that they go for here. Well, okay, this isn't a good representation of the rest of the album. This kind of sounds like a bridge. If you, uh, like, hey, I know you like uh, Synthesized Instinct and like uh, Brain Transplant and, you know, our other albums and you're used to that. So we'll give you kind of a kick in the teeth like you're used to. And then we're going to start giving you something totally, not totally different, but something in a different, a different lane, if you will, a different lane. The immediate first thing is you've got like this kind of funky, um, not funky, just dissonant and offbeat well and it's not offbeat it's just dissonant um kind of tremolo riff and then you hear this gurgly disgusting growl and that that is that is mr smith uh the vocals are grossly guttural disgustingly like you can't understand what's being said if you say you can understand what's being said in um artificial brain songs i i won't call you a liar but i'll be like i can't and i can't quite understand how you do but go off um yeah one of the very first things you hear is like a, a just a gurgly rumbly like a it's it sounds like a door creaking it, but that that's the vocals for artificial brain if you don't like it you if you don't like the vocals, I mean, just tune them out. They're usually pretty... They're usually not that high impact, I, I think. More so the music is what you pick up on. Now, still, even though this is somewhat similar to their uh, other couple albums, it's actually still a little different from their earlier stuff. It was a lot more disorienting uh, with their brand of dissonance. Now... This feels like, I can't say a conventional usage of dissonance, but more conventional. Like, it's n it's not just dissonance for dissonance's sake. And they didn't do that before. Their dissonance was, like, turned up to 11. This is, like, dissonance... I don't know. This is like they've tuned their sound a lot. Um... It's a hell of a start. Like, this is... This is a hell of a start. Now, before I move on to the next song, I'm gonna... I'm gonna state that... The thing I picked up... If you go and listen to... Just start their album Labyrinth Constellation on the very first track, Brain Transplant. It has this atmosphere at the beginning that is really ominous and then when it starts up it's just it doesn't it sounds dark it sounds scary and it's not just because of the atmosphere like the music sounds dark and scary like it all seems to sound just their first album is really dark the second one comes across as like bleak to me as opposed to just dark this one this one feels bright Especially this next song, Glitch Cannon. Um, it's the first instance of this brighter feeling that I'm going to mention. Um, like, it starts off with kind of these ringing arpeggios that are... They're dissonant, but it's not that scary, unsettling feeling. It's a, 
it's a little unsettling because that's the nature of dissonant music. It's supposed to make you feel unsettled, but it's kind of it's in a different way. Like it doesn't feel like hopeless and dark and scary. It feels bright, not welcoming, but brighter. Like I don't know. Not not adventurous. Not adventurous. Exploratory almost. Maybe a little adventurous at times. But this song is like almost downright upbeat. <laughs> um, and at the end of the song, it becomes kind of somber and more melodic. As opposed to the kind of bright strangeness earlier on in the song. It really throws you for a loop. Like, the first song, I was like, yeah, this is what I'm here for. But remembering the singles, I was kind of like, I was kind of like, hmm, this is a little different. And now in context, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, a lot of it is different. It feels, it almost feels like they're playing major, but I know they're not. They're, they're still doing minor. It's, it's metal. There is no major metal. <laughs> I'm sure there's major metal. I just, uh, stop don't don't at me don't at me bro next up is uh celestial sis one of the first songs i heard from the album it's one of the singles um some nice like ringing like loud dissonant arpeggios here um again it's more bright it's less it's less scary and overall this song's a bit slower and less frantic um this song and the last song were quite a bit more open than the first, less suffocating. Um, the first song is kind of like it's beating you over the head with blast beats and just smashing and glitch, glitch cannon. It's kind of overwhelming, or it's it, there's a lot going on, but it's not overwhelming. Artificial brain is kind of overwhelming, and celestial cyst is like downright. It's downright welcoming. In the way it feels and sounds. Um, there's also kind of a neat place where the vocal style changes from the ultra guttural that you hear most of the time. To like this kind of higher like growly yell. And it's different. I mean. Again the vocals can be pretty hard to hear. And I'm pretty sure that's kind of intentional. Like throughout their discography. That's kind of. That's kind of what they do. That's kind of their vocals. And then. He's in another band called, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but that's his vocal style. Like, that's not a good, it's not a gag or a gig for this band. Um, but yeah, this is the one song that feels like a single. There isn't another track on there that really feels like, yeah, 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 this is what you put on death metal radio. Nah. Celestial Cyst is, to me, like one of the obvious picks for um, a single. I would say it's kind of hooky musically. Not really like super catchy, because, I mean, it, it, it's just not. You you know it's not. I know it's not. The American people know it's not. It's just not catchy. But it's got some hooks in it that where you... You can get... It's got some hooks. It's got some musical hooks. Which is nice. Um, 
So you've got a lofty grave. Um, this one kind of starts uh, starts off upbeat with some blast beats and tremolo. Again, you've got that kind of brightness, that kind of, it's not hopeful, it's kind of just like, a kind of adventurous in this song. Um, it's even got some more conventional sounding lead, like these guys are just making, they're just sounding a little bit more conventional, like a little bit more accessible, which, uh, in places, in places, it's like they found a good way to make their music sound like it's just them honing their sound over time and this doesn't sound like oh we're trying to get commercial i mean obviously not if they were trying to get commercial they would you know write butt rock lyrics and you know sing clean and stuff not that all bands that sing clean are butt rock i don't think Whitechapel is turned into butt rock why did i not do ken why did i not cover ken on the show it just it just didn't hit with me really I needed more time with it, and I did. I haven't spent enough time with it for me for it to really strike me. And I, I probably need to kind of combine, listen to the fur their uh, what is it the the valley and kin because those are both they're kind of companions. Um, but that's for a different day. Anyways. Um, what else is there in a lofty grave? There's some fun synth thrown in here as well. It kind of, it's a lot different from what we've had in the past, like overall and also on the album. Um, they they're bringing the sci-fi sound. Um, it's it's still there. It's otherworldly in a different, less horrifying way. Like their older albums, it's kind of like foreign planet terrifying like beasts trying to massacre you just it, it, it it's scary it's like risk of rain not the music from risk of rain but the idea that the idea behind risk of rain is you're marooned on this planet and the way the game is framed up is it's pixel graphics it's an indie game but your character is only like a few pixels tall you can make them out. They they have features, and you can make out their movements and everything. But literally everything else is at le at the very least feet, and at the very highest, like meters, miles taller than you. Like as just a gamer just playing it, you're kind of like, hmm, it's not that big of a deal. But when you're actually when you actually sit down and think about it it's like this is horrifying like this stone golem boss is fucking miles high it's so big it's terrifyingly big like it's a building it's a skyscraper maybe not no not a skyscraper but it is a full building it is a full building like ugh, god that it, it that's kind of what this makes me think of. Their older albums. It kind of makes you think of foreign planets. Whereas this one so far, it sounds like it's an alien planet, but it's not like hostile. It's not like you land and everything's like, halt, who goes there trying to kill your ass. It's like, I kind of go by the cover art 
for these guys. Because Labyrinth Constellation looks like you're about to get murked by a bunch of aliens. A bunch of monster aliens. Um, Labyrinth Constellation is the scariest. Then, um, what is the second one called? Uh, Infrared Horizon looks like, it looks like you just landed on like this barren hellscape of a technological desert planet and it's just bleak and, you know, full of, you know, full of despair. Whereas this one, it just shows like this bright daytime kind of scene and it looks like this rusted old machine covered in grass and it's like, I don't know, it's almost like you landed on a planet and you're exploring and trying to figure out what happened here. Like an archaeologist or something. Like an extraplanetary archaeologist. It's, it's an interesting feeling. Um, this song doesn't do a whole lot for me. It's not one of my favorites. It's not my favorite at all, but I mean, it's still a good song. Still a good album. Um, moving on. Tome of the Exiled Engineer is next. Uh, this one's got some furious riffs starting off. Um, it kind of gives you that a good, somewhat traditional death metal vibe for a good while but obviously that's not in a bad way it's kind of like oh cool they did that I mean and I've listened to both of their other albums it's just it hasn't been a while it's been like a few weeks I listened to them right before the album came out um I don't I can't remember every moment of every song um Sometimes their songs run together a little bit. Not like, not like, oh, they all sound the same. But more so like, I can't tell which part comes from which song. I can't remember in my head which part comes from which song. Is that this song or is that this song that where they have the weird part? Um, anyways. Then halfway in... It gets a bit more dreamy for a while. Lots of ringing arpeggios. It slows to a trudge at the end after just coming out of that. It's real, real fun. I really like... They have these passages in their songs where it like slows down. And you remember, oh yeah, these guys make that that weird spacey shit. Like, there's still space stuff going on here. Like, this is... It makes for a very interesting, uh, some very interesting shifts and some changes that you don't expect where you hear these, like, these really dream state, like, arpeggios and these interesting atmospherics and over it you just hear, uh, Smith's just cre creaking, nasty, just, just, nasty vocals and it's like it's it's kind of a it's a weird feeling man uh so how do I feel about this song again not super high on it really not um it's fine um but we move on embalmed with magma 
this this song this song this song goes some places it's fun um it's almost tribal at the start with the drums kind of building and then you kind of get some notes coming in and it just it continues to build until it builds up to this weird offbeat dissonant riff and it kind of reminds me of like earlier mastodon somewhere kind of between albums like maybe between remission and leviathan like some weird place where their music would hit this this kind of chord um not now like they don't really do that this kind of stuff now and it this this song's a slow burn it takes almost half the song before the vocals come in and the music in particular disorients me quite a bit it's a dizzying song the riffs do a lot of like it feels very spinny and and it's it's this 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 in particular song is disorienting and like I said dizzying I mean it builds up and it builds up to this kind of downbeat part at the end before just killing you with blast beats and tremolo this song takes you some places this is definitely there was a lull there in the middle but now it's kind of picking back up um and we head into the other single that they released prior to the album, uh, Parasite Signal. You you get immediate death metal madness, you know, blast beats and, you know, the tremolo stuff. Um, the instruments and the vocals as well are just absolutely relentless here. It's another time on the album where they just, just kick the shit out of you. Um... But then the tone shifts like right over a minute in and the song lets up going to this kind of like somber, pensive almost tone and it gets into that space floatiness that I was talking about and you just, you just realize these guys are really good at building that feeling, building that atmosphere. It, even though you would think death metal is the last thing that would sound cosmic, it would be like some kind of electronic crap, but it's not. It's it's death metal. It's one of the most gruesome and brutal genres that exists under the umbrella of heavy metal. I mean, it gets it's great. It gets to where you feel like you could float away, but it's not. It's not to be. As it gets the song gets furious again. And, I mean, you get back around to the intro riff here. It's a good song. I don't remember how I felt the first time I heard it. I remember specifically liking Celestial Cyst more. Um, and I still really like Celestial Cyst a lot more. But, uh, this is still a great song. I enjoy it. And, uh, then you get one of the coolest song titles. I mean, their song titles are always really cool when you mix kind of that weird alien scariness and uh, technology. It always gets cool. Cryogenic Dream World. So, the start kind of lives up to the titles. 
it has a really like dream it has a really dreamlike feeling again with the bright tones overall throughout like throughout this album it all just sounds a lot brighter until you get like right up to the end of the album it's all it's very weird because i know the subject matter here is not bright and i know the music isn't like overall bright it's just brighter than what i've heard before um it's very disorienting as well. Like I feel as if I tried to walk while listening to this song. It would be very difficult and I would probably fall over while trying to do it. There's just this overall swirling quality to the music. And it's not even like the brain floss I talk about sometimes where it'll go from right headphone to left, right to left, and just like like running a towel through your brain. It's very hard to keep up with. Um, but it's still a pretty good song. Um, a minute and a half away from the end of the song, the music stops and you get these like ambient sounds, like water pouring, along with some uh, electronic sounds. It's I wouldn't say it's a nondescript song. It's nice. I, it's it's real nice. I enjoy it a lot. It's great. Um, it's just there's a there's a lot that goes on, and it, I mean again, this isn't totally my cup of tea. Um, why do I review things that aren't my cup of tea? Because it's outside of my comfort zone. I like I like putting myself outside of it. Like I said, uh, penultimate track. Insects and Android Eyes. Interesting title. Uh, this is a much slower song starting off. And some of the vocals are a bit different. It might be a feature. It might be someone featured. It doesn't sound like the same guy. Now it does pick up pretty quickly. Continuing to sound somewhat dreamy. Um, some atmosphere comes in as well. It gives a bit of that blood incantation vibe from some of their stuff from uh, hidden histories of the hidden history of the human race. Um, though this is a different brand of cosmic death metal. It's like um, Will's dissolve. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They. I don't. I don't know. Cosmic death metal doesn't really have a lot of different flavors. It does. It's just because death metal has a lot of different flavors and you get a lot of different kinds of death metal bands that want to do cosmic stuff. I mean, you even have like uh, the contortionists. They they were basically cosmic deathcore. Um, yeah, it's 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 good I'm just not like some of these songs like closer to the end I'm just not super huge on um and then we get to the final track last words of the wobbling sun so it's got a sick opening riff with some tremolo and dissonant chords uh the song has a sense of urgency not really explored elsewhere I'd say in this album um, nothing else felt outright urgent you've had songs that have fast sections and you know very upbeat sections 
but nothing that quite sounded like what I heard here, because it actually, it, it sounds like there, I mean, like I said, there's a sense of urgency, like, it feels like it's building to something, and it does. As it's the end of the album, it's furious, and it's unrelenting, befitting the title, I mean, last words of the wobbling sun, that sounds like, like, something's coming to a head, like, like a supernova, maybe. And there's even like a wild, squealy kind of mini solo about halfway in. And it all builds to this big climax, just this big, huge, monstrous, dissonant chords. Um, and lots of double bass plays out and it just breaks down into the sinister sounding ending and just breaks down bit by bit until there's really nothing left of it. It's... It's it's a it's a pretty good ending. It's a pretty good ending to the album. I I I enjoyed the ending. Um and that's it. That's Artificial Brain's self-titled album. Um overall thoughts. It's good. It's really good. Um I I don't know if these guys are totally my style and that sucks because I enjoy what they do and I really appreciate what they do. It's it's a really it's a really awesome sound. Um I don't think there's anybody else that really has anything quite like it. Not even not even like Gorguts or or Ulcerate. They sound completely different as well. And there's not really much that I've found that sounds close to them either. Um again, I feel like the album's kind of front loaded. Like, the first three songs are just like, bam, 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 really, really good. And then you've got a song that's that's okay. And then you've got a song that's okay, and it kind of wanes for a bit. And then you get into another really good one, and another really good one, and another great one. And then it kind of wanes a little bit at the end, but then it finishes off strong. It's nice. Um, there's ebbs and flows. Not really plateaus. It just kind of flows a little bit. And it's... It's a really good album. I definitely recommend it. Um, I enjoy it. I'm probably not going to spend a whole lot of time with it. I'm not going to forget that it exists, obviously. But it's it's not going to be like on my short list of re-listens. Um, that is pretty much exclusively Scoring the End of the World by Motionless and White. And... Liminal Right by Kardashev right now. That's pretty much what I'm listening to on repeat. And the Lorna Shore singles and the Lorna Shore EP from last year as well. <laughs> uh, so rankings. Um, let's see. At the very bottom, A Lofty Grave. I just It just doesn't do that much for me. Not bad. It just doesn't hit like the rest of the album. Tome of the Exiled Engineer. Basically the same thing. Fantastic. The dog is upset about something. I don't know what. Probably on the floor and won't jump up on the bed. I just use your hind legs. I keep having to pick her up. Eventually, she'll be here soon, like in a couple weeks, she'll be big enough that she'll just be able to do it. She'll probably just be able to muscle her way up. Um... At least she hasn't realized that I'm in here. <laughs> um, yeah, Tome of the Exiled Engineer. More of the same. I mean, it's a good song. I just, it doesn't do anything for me. 
insect insects and android eyes kind of a similar deal um i don't know it's just there's some songs on here that just don't speak to me at all like they're there and they're just they're just kind of there um and then i'm gonna switch these two cryogenic dream world um this is more like it this is getting into kind of the sound that i really like about this band um and then last words of the wobbling sun had had this great build and a feeling of um of dread that came with it that built up and built up to this climax and it feels like something has happened if there's a story this is where some shit went down um then you've got embalmed in magma really really fun song really cool song um this was kind of where the album came back <laughs> with a with a bit of a vengeance if you will um parasite signal it's a really good single i mean both of the singles were great uh glitch cannon glitch cannon is <laughs> fantastic just pretty unrelenting a monstrosity of a song um but it sounds so upbeat it's so weird to me uh then you got artificial brain had got hell of an opener hell of an opener just, just smashes you over the head and doesn't let up for like almost three minutes fantastic and number one celestial cyst it's it's just it's just too good it's just too strong of a song for me to not have it be the number one it's it to me unfortunately it is a highlight really early on in the album and i wish i don't know i wish that it could have come later but yeah that's that's it that's uh artificial brain self-titled so yeah i think i tweeted out a picture uh a screenshot from my phone of anchor and what's coming what's uh coming up i think i took that before i swapped because i i swapped artificial brain and discarnate ales i think i was i because i was like hmm i could stand to do the shorter album next week and then I was like, nah, let me do the album that I'm more I'm more pumped about. I'm it's funny, I'm more pumped up I was more pumped up about the artificial brain album, but I think I I think I can latch on to Haunter more. Cause I don't know, Haunter is a little bit more my speed. They're they've got some dissonance, but they're more on the just like straight up progressive as opposed to like outright fiery technicality side. <laughs> Ugh. God. Stopped up. All my grass is dying. I think I've touched some poison ivy. My arm is just destroyed and itchy. It is ugh, it's gross. There's a point where it's like scaly almost, like a crocodile. Oh, man. I'm going to go put some ointment on that. And uh, I think I've got a bathroom to clean and some food to put up. And some laundry to wash. And, uh... Yeah, I'm, I, I guess I'll continue. I might have a beer tonight, probably not. And uh, I'm going to continue my rewatch of Stranger Things.
you hear that? I don't know why. I don't know what she just did. She's acting like our other dog, our big dog. The big dog barks at everything. I don't know what her deal is. She has. She is. She's trying to alert us of something that is probably not there. She probably thinks somebody's outside. I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to call that the episode. Nice, meaty, 60-plus minutes. Um, so, yeah, we did it. We did it. We're on schedule as far as this is concerned. Uh, the And there's the other dog. I don't know what's happening. Um... I'm going to say that the release date for the show is probably going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Somewhere somewhere in the weekend uh, is when it will be released. I aspire to record on Friday and release it either like right as I'm done or set it to release on Saturday or just release it on Saturday. Like When I'm done with this, I'm going to export it, upload it. And I'm just gonna release it and just you know hit all the social hit the socials and put it out on Patreon and buy me a coffee and be done with it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's the only change. I'll probably tweet tweet that out and just say that it's going to change from Monday to weekend, which really is just moving it back. Um, that I guess that's it. Uh, if you like what I do, if you enjoy the show, you can subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com slash x3r0distortion. You can buy me a coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash zero distortion with an X. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and apparently TikTok at x3r0distortion. And next week, we're going to be back again with the latest from Haunter that was kind of a surprise and came out of freaking nowhere. Uh, kind of a brief album, but still, it hits hard. Discarnate Ales by Haunter, next week. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll see you guys then. <laughs>